Well, we in the, I will say the, well, it's not even the middle because still kind of like the beginning of this pandemic and seeing the effects it has on the world, knowing things that will never be the same after this. You know, the way people interact with each other, the way business is done, um, outings, vacationing, anything to do with public gatherings is going to be different from this day forward. Um, a lot of trust um, <laughs> between people is going to be broken because you have those who don't take it seriously and then you have those who do, you know, so. I mean, which is stupid, man. If somebody takes this seriously, you know, you need to respect their boundaries, you know, and just respect, you know, whatever they, it is they may be going through because, you know, they have pre-existing conditions and are very susceptible to said virus. So, I mean, it's, it's whatever, man. But, now I just wonder, like, the different effects that, you know, this is having on human beings, you know, individually, you know, and as a whole because, I mean, everybody has their own journey. Everybody has their own problems and things that they deal with. I mean, just, you know, look at relationships where they say divorce is on the rise because, you know, people who hadn't really spent time together are finding out that, you know, they were tolerating each other. They really didn't like each other um, like that. And, you know, they getting divorces. And then you have that, but I also think that it's probably making some relationships too. Those who hadn't got time to spend together, didn't really know each other, you know, now see that person, you know, even better, you know, being around them so much and spending so much time, you know, they love them even more, you know, so. And then just think about those who are jobless right now, millions upon millions of people without jobs, people with businesses that they won't get back after this um, is. I mean, it's unprecedented, man. And people still aren't taking it seriously. It's, it's crazy, man. I mean, I, and I, I understand you, you can't live your life in fear. I, I understand that completely. So if you live your life in fear, I mean, if, if we lived our life in fears as a whole, we would have achieved nothing as a race. I mean, nothing at all. Nothing, not as a race, but as a people, people on this planet, period living fearfully you know but I mean I get those who are saying that you know should open things back up and you know those who pass are those who pass some cold shit but I understand it um, and then you have those who you know, want to be cautious want to do the right thing and, and it, it's always going to be differing um, opinions about what we should do, how we should handle it, what how we should go about things. My focus is the impact that it's having on people emotionally, psychologically. Because, you know, you have those people that they need to get out the house. They were always on the go. Only time you seen them was ass and elbows. They had to go. Always on the go. Whether it was partying, whether it was throwing themselves into work. I mean, you name it, they were never home. They were never um, not busy. And now you have to sit down and pause. Maybe good for some, maybe detrimental for others. You know, I mean, for somebody like me who uh, my life was working home, I mean, I really wasn't doing too much with my life. Um, I would say 
probably 2017-ish, somewhere up in there. Yeah, I was working home. I wasn't doing too much. And then over um, a little bit after that, starting in probably 2018, you know, I started doing so much more stuff, getting involved in so many more things and being more busy, you know, trying to go on my, you know, weight loss journey. I was going to the gyms, eating right. I was doing my sports podcast. I was doing podcasts, um, appearing on other podcasts. I was working with um, nonprofit organizations and things like that, you know, while still working my regular job and, you know, but now everything's kind of at a standstill now. It's almost like time has stopped. It's hard to remember what day it is sometimes. I mean, if we didn't, if I didn't have the date and the day readily available to me, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you what day or, you know, probably what time it is because everything is starting to seem to run together. And just, you know, the effect that it has had on me personally, I mean, I haven't felt very creative, you know, as far as putting, you know, content out and doing the podcast and whatnot. I mean, so many things I want to do from, you know, talking about sports, which is my baby through talking about relationships and different topics, especially that affect black people as a whole. And then, oh, also comedy, thinking about getting back into that and, you know, doing voice acting and things like that, man. But I just, I just hadn't been feeling up to snuff. And I had went through, I would say I had went through some, some depression. I don't know how severe it was, um, but I know I went through it somewhat, um, especially after I had a, um, a long-term relationship that ended, you know, and kind of went through a little bit of a, probably a depression after that. Um, but I, w- I wouldn't say it was severe or anything like that. I mean, but I mean, my life had came to a crawl. I mean, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't inspired to do anything. And now I could feel those things, like, as far as what we're going through now, feel that trying to creep back in because I hadn't been hadn't been a content creator but I don't know man it's just something something in me I don't say flipped or switched or however you want to put it and now I feel motivated to do those things that make me happy and I, I think that's been my driving force and my driving motivation is to figure out what makes Brandon happy um, because you know there are a lot of joys and pleasures in this world alone with just as much or probably even more pain and struggle. But one thing about it is your journey to happiness is a personal one because true happiness comes from within. There are only, you know, a few things from without yourself um, that are going to add to your happiness or the happiness that they bring to you um, is going to only be short term. But if you're not happy with yourself, man, then I mean, it doesn't matter because, you know, you look at those people who have look like they have everything or maybe it might have life all figured out. They're successful in this field or that field. They have this type of money. Uh, they have this social status. They have, you know, this partner or they have this type of love life or, you know, however you want to quantify it. Um, and it just look like they have it all together. But I mean, there's no way to know exactly what those people are going through unless you, you know, you know, walk in their shoes. And then you find out that, man, a lot of them, they're just like me and you. 
know, they still have problems, still have issues. You know, life is a bit easier for them. You know, um, they don't have to deal with some of the pitfalls you have to when you don't have certain status and um, a certain wealth, but you still have your issues. I mean, just, you know, watching Michael George's documentary, um, The Last Dance, and looking at the life he led, I mean, it doesn't really look glamorous to me now, really getting this deep dive into his life because it's you're almost a almost a, a prisoner to the people because now you're a public figure and you're living your life out in front of people and having to explain every little thing that somebody doesn't agree that you should be doing has to be tedious as hell man i mean i really could i, I couldn't fucking do it i couldn't i really couldn't because that's i mean that's bullshit he had to explain him gambling like who cares why, why, why do people care? And people building these guys up to be role models for kids, but like they're not role models. They you don't they're not role models for kids. Parents should be their kids' role models. You know, all of that starts at home. So they put all this undue pressure on those guys. I think Dennis Rodman said it and he was like, he's like, I'll play the game for free. He said, we get paid the way we get paid is because of all the other bullshit that you have to deal with off the court. And I believe that. Like, once you're on the field, you're on the court, you're in that competition. I mean, it's just you, your teammates, and y'all are playing a game. And and that's when, you know, it's in its purest, you know, form, when you're having your most fun. Everything else that comes with it is the bullshit. And I, I, man, just looking at it from um, Michael Jordan's perspective and how his life was, man, it, it's, it's really something. I mean, he was confined to a hotel room, and he was just saying how that, that life, he was he just wanted to be done with it. He was so done. Because you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. You know, every little move you make, you're being scrutinized. I mean, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I love LeBron James, even though he's the... I would consider him one of the greatest of all time, probably the greatest. But, you know, that's because I came up in that era with LeBron James and not Michael Jordan. So if I was older, Michael Jordan might be my GOAT. Who knows? But LeBron James has came up in the social media age where everything, anything, as soon as it happened, it's going around the world. Like, there's no way... There's no way the Bulls win six championships in this era because of all the crap that was around them, man. And so with social media and the way stuff is now, man, that team would have crumbled under the pressure, man. I truly believe that. You know, back to this um back to what I was talking about this before with this virus going on. I mean, I think you just have to be really, really on top of your mental health. And because one thing about it, man, being alone with your thoughts, man, it's it's rough. Like sometimes you just want to turn the brain off. And, you know, I understand now why those people who do things to numb their mind. And, you know, as far as whether it's drugs or, you know, partying, uh, throwing themselves into meaningless sex, whatever it is, throwing themselves into their work, into their job to where 
a lot of it is to escape from your mind because you are your own worst critic i mean that's 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 the the short and the long of it and you're going to be so hard on yourself you're going to question yourself so much why this why that why haven't you done this why haven't you done that you should be here you should be there look at them look what they have you don't have that you should be ashamed and man you 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 have to think about that and listen to that crap um that'll that'll bother anybody that'll break anybody down that's why being happy and finding out what makes you happy is paramount and you start slowly as you get older you slowly start to realize that man do you please do you because when i when i tell you when i tell you people don't care they don't give a shit they don't people really do not care people are self-serving they care about themselves and people do things go out of their way to impress motherfuckers who don't give a shit about them dog it's crazy i'll catch myself from time to time thinking of something like that you know uh, wanting to impress people see me like this and trying to get this and how they would view me if I had this and had that. And then I'll stop myself mid thought, like, you know, they don't care. So it's not going to matter what you do because people genuinely don't care. That's why you can count on your hands outside of, let's say outside of family, because family is terrible for some, but let's say outside of family, you can count on your hands how many people probably truly care about you and i'm talking about truly unconditionally they care about you as a person not how you look not what you have not how you make them feel not what you can do for them they care about you as a person it's it's not going to be many people in your life that do that at all you know some people don't have that at all and you realize, man, it's a cold, cold world. And that might sound a little dark, you know, and might sound terrible, but the truth is the truth. That's why you realize parents are so strict. They're so hard. They're so tough because they see how cold this world is, how it can just chew you up and spit you out. And if nothing else tells you that nobody has it together, nobody has this figured out, this virus should tell you that. Day in and day out, during this whole pandemic, it shows you that nobody has it figured out. They just do a little better each day. <laughs> or they figure stuff, they figure something, they're figuring, figuring things out along the way. But nobody has the blueprint. Because you don't know, this life is unpredictable. We are fragile flesh people on a dangerous rock that's floating in space. It doesn't get more unpredictable than that. Anything can happen at any given time and you're gone. You're just a memory. I think that's me personally. I think that's what scares me the most is not achieving the things I want to achieve before I leave this earth. 
know, how I will be remembered by those who I hold dear to me. Because like I said, told you, people don't care. People don't care. So those who do care about me, you know, what kind of impact did I leave did I leave on them? How will they remember me? Oh, for me, him saying that, you know, I was a a good man who cared about family and cared about those who were close to him, you know, selfless, you know, strong. You know, those are the types of things I want to hear or, you know, people consider me as because, I mean, the people in your life, family, uh, friends, you know, those who you care about and care about you are what's, you know, that's what's important. Nothing else really matters. Those are the things that are important. But we do live in a superficial world right now. It's plasticky. Straight plastic, man. We're in a we're in a microwave society full of plastic fake people, man. Self serving individuals. It's just what it is. That's human nature. Now I don't believe people are um inherently evil or inherently violent, but damn it is there. I mean, this is the safest time they say in human history to live in you know the way healthcare is the way the laws are you know, bad people still going to do bad things of course there's nothing you can do to stop that but this is one of the safest times and I do it's still feel pretty unsafe to me but man you know I'm just rambling you know getting these thoughts out because this, this is almost, this is, well, I have to say almost, this is, this is therapeutic for me. You know, being able to share my thoughts and, you know, just trying to find my niche in this world. You know, find something to do something to where I feel like I matter. I mean, that's why, you know, you, you look up to those who are self-starters, who are incredibly motivated. Seemingly off of nothing. Like a guy, like a Michael Jordan, who do it didn't take much to motivate him at all. I mean, he was so um so motivated at times that he came up with things that weren't real. Like he legit made up scenarios in his mind about people sliding him and he used it as fuel and motivation. I was talking to my coworker earlier and I was like, that's like us sitting here and it's quiet. And I just yell out at him. Oh, you don't believe I can do it. Oh, so you doubting me. I'm going to prove you wrong. And you just sitting there like, what are you talking about? Dude, I, I never said anything to you. That's crazy. That sounds crazy. Don't it? That was Michael Jordan. You want to talk about somebody with OCD. Yeah, that is man. That drive to breathe to that drive to be great. I mean, it's, it's it's crazy. And uh, one thing I realized, too, is that, you know, even though he, he came out and said that he think that uh, seeing him 
in the documentary might paint him in a bad light and people might see him in a different way. And I get that. I, I see how he would think that. But this the, the documentary made me respect him more because all I had to go off of before this is what people have said about him because I didn't come up uh, during his 90s run with the Bulls. You know, he started winning championships. I think, well, it was three years old, two years old, something like that. So, I mean, all I got was is what people have said about him. You know, with LeBron James, it's different for me because I got it straight from the horse's mouth. I'm now seeing Jordan the way he is. He had to be that way. He had to. He had no other choice, especially dealing with um, just dealing with his GM and his owner and just the way the world is in general. Like, you don't have to be a jackass, you know, to move up in this world and to get by and accomplish things you want to accomplish. But certain times it's called for. And that's what, you know, people are going to see you as that. Same with Jordan. Jordan being a nice guy wouldn't have worked. He wouldn't have achieved half of the things he achieved if he was just this nice guy, kind of like a, you know, fly on the wall. It wouldn't have worked. Like they say, he was elephant alpha. He was alpha of the alphaist. So I think that's where you have to, then that you have, that's that fine line. It's that fine line you have to have. Yeah, because and then one thing about it too is that um, when people see you as a nice person, or you know, and not, and not all people do it, but they see you as a nice person, maybe gullible. They might see you as maybe gullible, and they say they have studies where they go off of how you look. I mean, so much is about your um, appearance. They say whether that's how people judge off of how to handle you is by your appearance. Like if you look soft or look like um, you're a super nice person, they kind of feel like you might be more gullible, easier to roll over. Where if you look, you know, not necessarily mean, but if you're like emotionless, kind of stoic, not smiling and not real cheesy or whatever, then they feel like they can get. Um, they can't get over on you and you might be more strong in person. Now, is that always the case? No, because there's people that smile in your face that will cut you up into pieces and smile while they're doing it. And it's those who are emotionless, who look tough, who look hard, uh, won't bust a grape. So I don't think it really matters, but I think taking control of your situation, taking control of your life, being your own person, I think is what, I think that's what's important. I mean, living your life unapologetically, especially not apologize for every little thing because um, whatever it was you did, whatever it was you said, just be honest, you meant it. You know, I'm not apologizing for something I said because I meant it. I mean, I might, I'm sorry you felt that way. I'm sorry it came off to you that way. And you were offended by it or however you, you know, felt. But I meant every word I said. I mean, today's episode and what I'm doing now is, wasn't necessarily about 
um, sports and breaking something down, even though we've had a few things since this went on with the NFL draft. And I didn't really talk about the NFL draft because I felt like the Jaguars at the top of the draft just pissed me off. Um, but I guess I hadn't been feeling real creative and really wanting to talk about things. I mean, the draft and then uh, the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, you know, had those things, some of those things to talk about. But um, one thing I did notice um, about the Michael Jordan documentary was that when it came to um, them talking about him being political and him backing, um, I think um, I can't remember the guy's name. His last name was Gantz. And um, he was running for Senate. I think would have been one of the first black men to, you know, be the senator or whatever, the governor or whatever, um, or what of the Carolinas, one of the Carolinas. And Michael, you know, in jest said that, you know, Republicans buy sneakers too. Basically not wanting to be political. You know, he didn't see himself as an activist. He saw himself as a basketball player. And I get that. I get that wholeheartedly. I get the people who don't want politics in their sports, music, movies, and entertainment. I, I get it. I understand, I understand it. I mean, even with the Colin Kaepernick, um, I, I understand it. I, I get it. You don't want no parts that you won't be. Hey, dude, because music, movies, and entertainment period is a getaway from your, the, basically the dregs of everyday life because it's almost like a fantasy world. It'll take you to places um, um, that's kind of fantasy-like, especially movies and music. You know, it's it's not like real life. And so once you start to politicize things, once you start becoming woke, once you start your virtue signaling, once you start the social justice warrior bullcrap, you start to bring in that outside world into my fantasy and into what I like. And I understand those who do not want any part of that. I get it. But thing is, is we're human. And it's always going to be like that. Sports and entertainment, music and movies has always been at the forefront of politics. So much so that those who are a part of those industries have became politicians. You know, I mean, it's life. They're people too. They have their views. And one thing you can't say, you can't tell them to shut up and dribble. That's first and foremost, regardless of how you feel, regardless of how you want it to be separate from real life. I mean, these are people, too, and they have their views. They have their motives. They have their issues and they have the things that they want to talk about. And, you know, I commend those who, regardless of a check. Regardless of endorsements, regardless of anything like that, regardless of the bag, they're going to say what they want to say, how they want to say it, and when they want to say it. Because you have those, they simply will not say anything, they won't get involved, they won't be bothered, because they're getting paid. And as long as they're getting paid, they, they have nothing to say. I can respect both sides, you know. People think it's a it's always an end all be all just because somebody isn't um, agreeing with you or agreeing with your views. And, you know, it doesn't make them a bad person, doesn't make them terrible, doesn't make anything. I mean, all this shit is made up. 
I mean, think about it. None of this, none of this shit is important. It's not. Sorry. It's not. It is what it is. I'm sorry for the cursing so much, man, but I, I, I had to get this out here. You know, I feel like it was important for my mental health, important for, you know, you know, what I go through mentally on a day to day basis and kind of, you know, my way of venting and getting it out there. I mean, no matter what, you know, what type of world we come out on the other side of this, I think every day you should wake up and you should try to figure out how to improve yourself daily being on your path on your purpose and finding out the things that make you happy because if you don't care about your happiness no one else will i told you i'm gonna keep telling you people really don't care they genuinely do not care so do you one thing I can say that I'm excited about, though, is hearing that the NBA has not ruled out, you know, getting the playoffs in. Man, I hope so, man. Oh, my goodness. Like, I've been watching old highlights of basketball, football, even seeing some baseball stuff, man. Just you, you miss sports. You miss the connection. You know, you miss the, the ups and the downs, the emotions that it brings out. You know, it's, man, the togetherness. People striving to become something greater than themselves, all while trying to achieve a goal. There's nothing like it. You know, I've always said that sports is the longest running reality TV show in human history. Cause that's what it is. It's reality TV. So and then NFL too. NFL, you know, the the Dolphins already said that they got a plan in place where they ready to play and have fans in the stands while adhering to social distancing. I don't know how that's gonna work, but man, I'm all for it. I'm all for it to see the plan, man. Because I think what what's really gonna be telling is that that second wave of Corona how it hits and you know how bad it gets because they always talk about the Spanish flu that second time around between 30 and 50 million deaths man just in times like these you always you think about how you know back in the day when things were bad you had the great depression and just life just didn't really seem to be you know, great. It didn't seem to be a great place to be. Didn't seem great to be a human being. But if you think about it, I mean, that's the way life was. They weren't just picked up and dropped into something like we were basically picked up and dropped into this. So this isn't something that now those coming up, those coming up now, this is all they are going to know the world that we go into after this. That's all they're going to know, of course. And I think one thing that um, we have to do as a people, you know, is just adapt, adapt and move forward. I mean, that's that's been the story of uh, humans since history has been recorded is that we adapt. And the I think one thing you can't extinguish, you can't put out the human spirit. 
Because regardless of the situation, regardless of what's going on, regardless of how heavy we get hit, you're always going to have those that survive and thrive, rise from the ashes. And so with that said, you know, just remember to be safe, adhere to the guidelines of your state and your city. And don't play with these police, especially if you are a person of color, especially if you are um, African-American or black. Don't play with these police. And please remember to like, share and subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe. Follow me on all my social media. Uh, Brandon Lampley is the name. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. You name it. I'm on pretty much all platforms. The future is uncertain. You know, don't know where I'll go from here. But one thing I will do is, you know, going forward, whether it's sports related or not, try to put out as much content as I possibly can and uh, when things come to mind you know write them down so I can put it out there and um, remember that we're in this together but stay away from me I'll talk to you guys later peace